Welcome back to the Firestarter Podcast, episode 24, as we roll right along into the summer. I'm Ryan Dietrich of CalgaryFlames.com, alongside Brendan Parker, host of Flames TV. And yes, Brendan, it is the summertime. How's it going? What are some of the summertime activities you've kicked into gear already? Just uh, past the longest day of the year already. It's already, we're on, our, on the backside already. Can you believe it? Yeah, and we're still talking about this being season two of the podcast. It never ends here on never the Friday Starter Podcast. Season uh, two dash three. But things are good. I mean, obviously there's, uh, you know, I would say sort of news trickling in and out over the last uh, couple of weeks here. Nothing uh, concrete just yet, as we know. But um, as far as, you know, some action at the Saddle Dome, we've had a chance to uh, go and check out some of that and the fact that there are a, a small group of guys on the ice which is still a positive sign even though it's limited and uh, we continue to soldier forward yeah you made a trip there last week I believe you caught up with the assistant GM uh, Craig Conroy mm-hmm. tell me about that one a little bit too because that's the second time you've been able to be at the dome not on the inside but you've been able to talk mm-hmm. to some of the people who've been involved in getting phase two up and running for the Calgary Flames what are some of the impressions from them about the five guys that are currently on the ice yeah, as of right now, we're uh, just a little over a week of phase two skating at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. And right now it's been a small group. Uh, maybe expect to see a few more guys trickle in. Obviously, the conversation today with Tobias Reeder and the fact that he came back to Canada and he'll provide some insight as to why he chose to come back uh, now as opposed to later. Um, but for the most part, you've got, a, you've got a group of five who've been on the ice for a little over a week now. And uh, as you mentioned, I, I'm more outside looking in, but uh, we did have a camera in there and got some shots. And uh, we had that great video of uh, Mark Giordano throwing his arms up after uh, <laughs> taking a slap shot into the net. And it was kind of like it, it had that feeling of maybe the first real dose of, of uh, positivity in the return to play. I mean, we can talk about getting on the ice and, and looking ahead as much as we want. But when you start to see guys actually skating, I think it has a little bit different feel. And I think even Gio alluded to that, um, how it has a different feel when you can actually get out there with a couple of guys. So, you know, right now you got, uh, you know, Mark, uh, Michael Stone, uh, you got uh, Dylan Dubé, and then you got a couple of guys uh, a little from the Stockton Heat uh, in Matthew Phillips. And uh, there's one more name who I'm uh, forgetting right now. Uh, Michael Stone, Dylan Dubé. Matthew Phillips. See, this is what happens when we're not on the inside. We got to rely on the reports. You know, it's tough. And the video. Uh, and and regard, <laughs> regardless, it's more so. It's just the uh, it's the fact that that we are finally seeing some action on the ice, and uh, and it and it does have a summer skate type feel to it right now, which is kind of what sure. you'd expect. You've been off the ice for you know uh, so long, but uh, the fact that you get an opportunity to start to build back up to a training camp, which as we know is still. Uh, tentatively slated for July 10th, even though there's still a few more things to work out before then. Yeah, it's kind of funny because we're always constantly doing this math in our head where we're talking about summer skates and, you know, saying if this were a normal season, this would almost be the equivalent of a late July, early August. Guys are just Mm -hmm. getting on the ice for their hour long or half hour long workouts of the day and then going on. As we mentioned, it's now summer. So some guys, especially here in Calgary, are starting to sort of enjoy that with what they can, getting some golf in and things like that. But you're right. I mean, getting a chance to talk to, to Craig Conroy, being able to see guys on the ice, that's a different step. I had a chance to talk with general manager Brad Tree Living the other week too. And, you know, for the first time in what seems like forever, literally going back to March, we were talking about hockey, not just about the guys on the ice, but actually looking ahead to a matchup against the Winnipeg Jets in that qualifying round. So we do know that we're still a ways off and that's okay. Yep. There's still a number of hurdles to get to. 
But guys, uh, you can just tell that the mindset around the game is, is more optimistic on that side of things. Um, and we're seeing some smiles too. And even just getting, as you'll hear a little bit later, the chance to talk to Toby Reader. Uh, happy to be back in Canada. Happy to be talking about hockey again, as we all are. And happy to be getting close to the end of quarantine. So uh, <laughs> naturally, those are all good things. Mark Jankowski, by the way, is the other one that I was forgetting. Course, so you get yes. uh, uh, a handful of NHLers and then uh, Matthew Phillips, obviously a Flames prospect in Stockton Heat forward. So uh, that group, I, you would assume, will start to grow a little bit here as we get closer to that July 10th date. And I, and I think now it's really, uh, as you talk about, I mean, you, you have some optimism for sure, but I think everybody's just sort of now waiting for a little bit more of that concrete information as to when and how much further you could progress. And uh, I would assume we'll, we'll get to that point here shortly. I mean, I think we've seen reports now out there that about uh, the hub cities and how the national hockey league, when they first came out with the phase two, phase three return to play plan about, uh, you know, not wanting to wait too long to announce hub cities. So we're kind of already getting to that deadline. I think, you know, you start to look at the end of this week and hopefully we get a little more clarity as to, you know, those two potential cities. And then, uh, I think from there, you just uh, start to go forward and hopefully, um, you know, as we've seen in Canada, the numbers uh, in terms of coronavirus cases, uh, you know, have, have kind of stayed at a, at a similar pace, I think, in both cities, Edmonton's um, and, and Calgary throughout the, throughout the province. And then it's really just about, you know, as we continue the society to integrate ourselves back in and just taking as much progress, uh, uh, precaution as, as possible, but also just seeing some progression and getting back to a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, you know, it almost seems kind of foolish to be breaking down the news as it comes in. But I mean, we are getting some news about the hub cities. We do know that Columbus is out now, among a few others. But uh, those are just reports at this point in time. We don't want to get too in-depth because it'll probably be outdated by the time we roll this out. Uh, Edmonton, though, you know, obviously from a Calgary standpoint, still very much in the mix. And, you know, for an Alberta economy that could certainly use a boost, uh, Calgary Flames getting a pseudo home ice advantage, I guess, depending on how you look at it, might be uh, might be a good thing too mentally. But you know, it was interesting, kind of going back to the conversation I had with with Tree Living, and maybe this plan has changed again since then too. But some of the questions about where is training camp going to be held? We know now that the Canadian government has relaxed some of the quarantine rules for the players and being able to come in. Toby Reader's been able to finish up his, but if you're talking about the rest of the team, talking 20, 30 guys plus other personnel that may be elsewhere, um, the option for the Flames to hold training camp at the Scotiabank Saddledome is still on the table. I know Tree had mentioned they're still exploring some places in the U.S. as a backup, um, depending on where the hub city is too, might be an option to be able to get your team acclimated to that environment and closer to. Um, if it's Edmonton, obviously Calgary would be the preferential uh, place there but uh, interesting to see it all unfold because we don't know a whole lot about anything at this point in time every day is its own little news drop but little tidbits here and there uh, we're feeling pretty good and uh, you know our special guest today that's one of those first signs that that things are sort of as you said getting back to normal because we were talking about guys coming back and getting on the ice on their home barn yeah, absolutely. And uh, Tobias Reeder was in Germany, obviously. So that's um, uh, another uh, sort of perspective. He's seen kind of what, what it was like in the early part of this pandemic here in Canada, in Calgary, and then went back to Germany and uh, isolated there. And, uh, you know, he's seen a few things now. And as he kind of talks about, um, yeah, good to get back a different feeling when you can finally put your skates back on. And for a lot of these guys, 
uh, going back to when they were kids. They haven't had skates off for this long uh, a period of time. And now to start seeing wherever guys are, some guys skating in Sweden and, and things like that. But now slowly guys are starting to get an opportunity to get back on the ice. And uh, obviously it's a sign that things are moving in the right direction. Well, what do you say we hear from him? Let's do it. Well, we're lucky to be joined by a man who is uh, almost at the tail end of his Canadian quarantine, which is good news, I think, uh, for you and uh, good news for everybody else as well, as we know that uh, it's a little bit closer to getting back on ice in a regular fashion. Tobias Reeder uh, joins us on the podcast. And uh, Tobias, uh, welcome. Welcome back to Canada as well. Thank and, uh, you. you Thanks for having me. What, uh, what does it look like for you? Uh, maybe just give us an idea of, uh, I, mean, I think I think we just discussed, uh, it's this week where it ends, so obviously two weeks dating back uh, to when you got back to Canada, but maybe just what it's looked like here over the last uh, 10 days or so as you've been uh, trying to get back on the ice at the Saddle Dome. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's always uh, obviously good uh, to get back on the ice. Uh, I was skating a couple times by myself, so uh, it was uh, just nice uh, to get a feel for the ice again, and uh, obviously makes uh, the quarantine phase uh, a little shorter. So you went back to Germany uh, before, uh, of course, this quarantine, and then just after the NHL allowed those restrictions to kind of be lifted uh, once the pause was in effect. Uh, maybe what was Germany looking like through the pandemic? Uh, maybe just paint us a picture of what you experienced in your, in your travels. You know, pretty much, pretty much the same as uh, as anywhere else. Uh, obviously, obviously, when I went back, uh, so I stayed uh, a month uh, after the season. That, that's when I went back to Germany. Uh, everything was uh, was locked down. Uh, I had to do a two week quarantine there as well. And uh, um, the last two weeks I was there, everything uh, you know kind of opened up again. Uh, kind of like uh, the same as in, in Calgary, so uh, it wasn't too bad. How are the airports right now? Um, so my flight back, there was uh, barely anybody at the airport. So I was pretty much on a flight by myself and, uh, you know, coming back, you could tell, uh, uh, the, the flights, uh, from Germany to Canada, obviously were empty, but, uh, the flights uh, inside of Germany or inside Canada, they were a little, a little busier than before. So, uh, uh, it seems like, you know, slowly it's getting back to normal. So you kind of touched on it there, Toby, about when the season came to a pause and it, it feels like forever ago, way back on March 12th now, but you stayed for that month. But but what did that look like when you found out there was going to be a delay? And probably as we got a few days into it, we all realized it was going to be kind of a long delay. What was the thought process in terms of staying in Calgary for a little bit and then deciding to go back home to Germany? Um, well, I guess... Uh, um like right when the when the season paused, uh, nobody really knew what to expect. Uh, so that's why I why I hung around a little bit because uh, I didn't know what the extent of all this was and uh, how long it's going to be till the season starts up again. And uh, you know, after a month, you kind of get a feel for it. And uh, yeah, that's when I decided to go back because nobody could really give us answers. Nobody really knew how long the season's going to be paused for. So. So that's when I made the decision to go home, see you know uh, my family, and uh, you know spend some time there. You know, and we still don't know. I guess I mean we have a date in mind with July 10th being training camp. That's the hope <laughs> at this point in time. But you know, we look back at March, and we're now in the the second day, I believe, of summer at the time of this recording. I mean, this is almost longer than your normal off season would be. So did you get a chance to do anything that resembles a normal off season during this time off? Yeah, no, nah, not really. You know, usually, usually you go on vacation after the season or something like that. But uh, obviously, we weren't able to do that. Um, yeah, it, it was not at all a normal off season. You know, you, you can't go to the gym. You have to 
figure out how to stay in shape at home with you know limited weights and limited stuff you can do so uh it was uh it was different but you know everybody had to go through it and uh you know nobody really knew what to expect because uh you know nobody has really been through that everyone's gonna have kind of a different setup as to how they sort of handle the next few weeks because of that uncertainty that we still kind of have an effect but why for you, was it uh, important to kind of get back here to Calgary to at least get this, you know, the quarantine part out of the way and then have, you know, the next few weeks here obviously lead up to a potential training camp, whether it's July 10th or shortly thereafter, um, you know, but just to have that part kind of taken care of and to get back with uh, a smaller group? Yeah, um, you know, it's to, obviously during this time, it was it was tough to find ice in Germany and, uh, you know, it, it, it's it, it's pretty much every summer like that. They usually don't keep ice in, uh, during the summer. So it was important for me to get back on the ice. Uh, you know, obviously guys in Sweden, they can skate, and, but I wasn't able to. So that's why I wanted to get back here earlier, get the quarantine out of the way, and then, uh, you know, get on the ice before training camp starts. And uh, you mentioned, you know, same with Germany. Obviously, you kind of work with what you have as far as keeping in shape and all that stuff. But I, I understand you got a few different uh, weapons there that uh, – the trainers and everybody set you up with in Calgary. Uh, how's that yeah. worked out? Yeah, of course, you know, uh, uh, they, they brought a bike to my apartment. They brought a bunch of weights. So, uh, so I'm, uh, I'm in good shape here. And, uh, and yeah, it's funny how much you can actually work out with just your body weight <laughs> that you <laughs> before never really realized, but, uh, there's lots of stuff to do. RVA set you up with a good plan. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, you know, we had, uh, we have a little app there with uh, all the workouts every day. So uh, they're making it pretty easy for us. So we saw some pretty um, creative home gym uh, concoctions over the course of the last few months. What did yours look like back home? Um, you know, I was, uh, I was uh, pretty lucky. Uh, I had a bunch of weights at home, so uh, it, it wasn't too far off. But, uh, you know, you use uh, everything you can get a hand off. If you need a bench, you just, you know, bring out a, a chair to do something it's uh it gets kind of weird <laughs> at some point but uh i was set up pretty well to be honest did you i know a few guys have done the the mars blades the roller blades did you bust those out at all no no i didn't i had some no. i had some uh some normal roller blades some hockey roller blades at home and i, I just used those <laughs> good call <laughs> Hey, what, uh, as far as, you know, Calgary now, I think, you know, it's probably, you could say you've settled in a little bit. I, I, this has been kind of a season with as many ups and downs and turns and twists that you could ever imagine. But uh, when you look back at basically, a, a, you know, a year in Calgary, I mean, what do you kind of view now as, as this transition into a different city? You've done it a couple of times before, but this one probably a little more unique, I would say. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, but, uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's uh, teammates I've played with before. I knew the management, knew the coaching staff. And uh, so it was a pretty easy transition. Obviously, Calgary is a, is a, is a great city. And, uh, and yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's fun to be here. So uh, it made the tr transition pretty easy. What about um, the, the idea of playing at some point here, some, some playoff hockey and, uh, and we're, because of what we just talked about, I mean, it, it feels like you've had you know, a long summer off in terms of the length of time. Uh, but obviously it's not been a summer and it hasn't been uh, normal by any means. So the idea of trying to get back in, do you feel like that, that comes back quick uh, once games do start or if, and when we do get games back here, or will it take some time to kind of get a feeling for this all again? 
Yeah, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty much uh, like the first first couple exhibition games after the summer. Uh, obviously, you need you probably need some time to get a feel for it, but I'm uh, I'm pretty sure everybody is setting up training camp like that, so you get into it quicker. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think everybody's excited. It uh, it seems like a, a a long time that we've waited to play again, so um, everybody's really excited. And uh, right away, it gets into a like really hot phase. You don't have really have exhibition games. You don't have you know, first couple of games of the season to get going. It's uh, it's all or nothing right from the get-go. So it's uh, pretty exciting. So you're looking at designing what would be your perfect training camp because normally if we're starting up in September, you get a couple of days of practice. And then, as you mentioned, you're kind of right into the preseason schedule. So if a camp this time around is, let's say, two weeks, do you have any idea or any, um, you know, wishes for what you think would make a good camp to sort of up the intensity and ramp up to game speed? Uh, to be honest, I have uh, I have no idea how how it's gonna be, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, hopefully uh, a couple couple of games, a couple of practice days, and then get right into uh, scrimmages and get the pace up and you know get going as uh, as quick as possible. So that's probably the goal for everybody, and uh, we'll see we'll see how it turns out. On a personal note too, because I mean, this was a big year for you. We talked about at the at the start of the season for you wanting to really claim a spot here on the on the team, and not only did you do that, but it seemed like great as we were getting into February and March, you were really kind of rounding into form and and finding your stride. Did you feel like your game was at where you wanted it to be, or closer to at that point? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was close to where I uh, where I wanted it to be. Uh, obviously, I played uh, lots of penalty kill. I, I really took pride in that, and. Uh, and uh yeah hopefully uh um i can can put it up a notch uh when when the season starts up again are you uh are you a big sports fan like are you a guy that would normally watch a lot of sports over off seasons or when you get downtime yeah yeah obviously in germany a big soccer country so so i like to watch a lot of soccer and uh yeah you know just uh whatever sports is uh, is on tv it's uh, always fun to watch yeah, because I mean, we're, we're the same. I mean, it's it's weird right now, but there's a little golf going on right now. I guess yeah, you have the Bundesliga to watch. But um, how is it odd as a as an athlete, and you're kind of like looking around and seeing uh, what other sports are doing? Yeah, no fans, or just that feeling of what it may look like in the NHL when it comes back. Yeah, obviously it's uh, it's different. Uh, like I said before, nobody has really been through that, and uh, everybody or. Every league that is playing is trying uh, trying to make it work, but uh, it's uh, obviously it's a it's a different vibe. But uh, you know that's if that's what it is that you have to do, or that what we what we can do right now, then uh, you know you have have to do that. And good, I suppose, when you look at the Bundesliga, the how the fact that they've been able to you know kind of keep some momentum going here now for a few weeks. Uh, who's your team? Bayern Munich. Okay. Yeah, they just uh, just claimed the title last week. I believe so. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it started up I think uh, two three weeks ago. So I've been able to watch a couple of games, but uh, like you said, it is different to watch when there's uh, you know no fans in the buildings. But uh, you know they made it work. To pick up on any new stuff, I know you didn't mention NASCAR, but you know I'm a big NASCAR guy. That's back. Have you watched any races at all or anything like that? No, no, not really. You didn't uh, even know it was on TV, honest. did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I've never watched it before. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I, my my TV is not on that much anymore because uh, 
like you said, there's not really a lot of sports on TV and it's, uh, you know, at some point you even get sick of watching TV. So, you know, you got to find something else to do. All right, Matt. Well, uh, we appreciate you taking the time. I, we don't have much else for you, but uh, obviously the fact that there's a few more guys rolling into town is a good sign. And hopefully we can uh, continue to march toward July 10th and get everything sorted out. But uh, glad to hear that you're at the end of this quarantine. And uh, if anyone else has to go through it, maybe just some uh, words of encouragement, some advice for uh, for any teammates who may have to go through this in the uh, coming days well, or weeks. Well, I'm pretty sure they've all done it, uh, you know, when the season ended or during this whole pandemic. So I think everybody knows uh, what to do when they're at home. So uh, I, I don't really have any wise words. No, just grind it out. <laughs> yeah. Good awesome. stuff, man. Appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, All right, Tony. thanks for having me.